Welcome to the Send and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Redikoff. In my day job at Sparkloop, I spend all my time analyzing how the best newsletter operators and media brands in the world grow and monetize their audiences. I get a behind-the-scenes look at how they're growing their newsletters and driving revenue, and there is so much to learn from their success and from their mistakes. With this podcast, you get that access too. Every week, I sit down with a different guest from industry experts to successful operators, and we go deep on the stuff that you need to know about so you can become really effective at growing and monetizing your newsletter. Today, I'm joined on the show by Tiffany Human, formerly a senior director at L'Oreal with a trailblazing record of seven promotions in under 10 years. Tiffany now channels her expertise into her newsletter, Peak Performers. As a Forbes Coaches Council member and a LinkedIn learning instructor with over 600,000 learners, she's rapidly mastering the art of growing an engaged and dedicated newsletter audience. In this chat, we discuss Tiffany's journey from a corporate leader to newsletter publisher, along with her strategies behind growing her newsletter, maintaining high subscriber engagement, and driving newsletter revenue. Tiffany, so great to have you with us. Let's start by diving into your journey from corporate leadership to newsletter publisher. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on the show. What a pleasure to be here. My name is Tiffany Human. I'm a career coach and workplace expert. I love empowering high achievers in their careers to become the top 1%. I've lived through a lot of this myself in my first chapter of my career as a former senior director at L'Oreal, where I achieved seven promotions in under 10 years. Of course, not without its share of struggles and learnings along the way. And so in this next chapter where I'm at in my career is really paying it forward, giving back and empowering others to be the very best version that they can be in their career, whether in career acceleration or also in really mastering the workplace. A lot around what we never really learn how to do, but is so critical at every stage of your career growth journey. I'm also a Forbes Coaches Council member. I'm a LinkedIn learning instructor where we've had the pleasure of serving over 600,000 learners across the globe. And I'm also an author and speaker. And I love focusing on topics around confidence and personal branding and communication work-life balance, conflict, you name it. We don't really leave any stone unturned here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's a lot. You've got, you've got so much going on and it's really impressive. And so, you know, somebody like yourself who I believe you've got about 12,000 followers on LinkedIn, if I'm not yes. mistaken, about 80,000 followers on TikTok. You've, you've got, you know, quite a vast experience in this space. So I'm, I'm curious, what, what led you to now focusing on starting a newsletter? For me, community is everything. It's the reason why I started the business because when I was in my career, as fruitful as it was, I felt alone a lot of the time. I wanted more guidance in myself and I want to be that person for others. And for me, moving into a really strategic newsletter strategy was just the integral next step that I needed to layer onto a, a pretty wide array of audiences that I have across platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. I wanted to have this really intimate space, intimate community where I could go even deeper in providing high value, high actionable, practical, tangible tips that my community could walk away from and never feel alone. That was really a huge motive for me 
in the shift that I had in my email strategy and really building what is called peak performers. That is my weekly newsletter. I'm really happy to say that it's actually a two times a week newsletter. The overall name and theme is peak performers. And that is very much tied to our Monday newsletter that goes out every, every week. But we also end the week with the inner circle, which is an extension of peak performers. And that leaves our community really feeling inspired and motivated going into the weekend and reflecting on how they can level up as a top 1% in their own career. Very cool. So you mentioned community a few times there. Can you explain a little bit more what you mean by community? Is this just talking about kind of an online social following community or do you actually have a like a live online community that people can join? So for this, I was referring more to my specific email and newsletter community. Okay. Of course, I have communities across different platforms. I do also offer programs where we go even deeper into that community aspect and that have my direct involvement, whether as a coach or a mentor in bringing top tier professionals together from around the world. But I also know that sometimes people need to be kind of led into that. And it's not always an overnight decision. So the way that I really view my newsletter of peak performers, it's a great way to nurture my people and support them in a way that they're ready to receive. And when that time comes, when they want to work together, I'm going to be there to support them in that next step. Right, right. What makes perfect sense. So before we hopped on the call here, you had mentioned that 2023 was going to be kind of a a strategic focus or so on newsletters, as opposed to sort of a email marketing, not necessarily off the side of your desk type of thing, but <laughs> you want it to be more intentional with it. So can you, can you explain a little bit more about why you decided to be more intentional with newsletters in 2023 and what that, what that means to you and your business? I mean, for one, I'm a big newsletter fan. Like I follow a bunch of newsletters. I really like intaking reading material. And for me, it's been a shift because I love video content as well. But I really wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone this year and focus more on writing because writing does bring a lot of incredible follow through in terms of content creation and inspiration and ideation. And so that was something I just started to feel so much more connected to this year versus the way that I had been sending emails prior. My emails were always meaningful. There were always tips and strategies, but I didn't feel as connected with it. And as a creator, as a business owner, it's so important to feel connected with what you do and in a way that is very authentic. And that's where it just got to a point this year where it felt like I needed to make that shift more than ever. I wanted to be more intentional with my community. I wanted them to really feel that safe space where we can go deep on topics that not a lot of people talk about mm -hmm. and have them really walk away with almost like free training type of newsletters. They're that, that, they're that extensive, the newsletters that I, I share every single week. And I love doing it because it's challenged me. The receptivity has been amazing. The shareability has been amazing. And I've I've gotten a lot of inspiration from fellow creators that I, you know, use as inspiration in the way that they do newsletters and have really kind of banked on that strategy as a way of, of growing their community. And so that was a lot of the background as to why this felt like the right move for me this year. And I, I'm honestly so happy I did it because it's been a great driver for us. That's awesome. And so you were doing kind of the quote unquote email marketing prior to that. You had an email list. If you mind sharing some details about your, your email list you had prior before sort of branding it to peak performers, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. So my email list before didn't have a theme or mm -hmm. name to it. It was more of being able to provide different tips and strategies throughout the week. I'd say a little bit more promotional related as well. When I would do launches for my business or have different workshops I would be hosting, it was a good mechanism for that. Um, earlier this year, I had about 10,000, a little over 10,000 subscribers within my email list. So I was happy with that, but I knew that there was still so much more growth that we can have here, mm -hmm. given the growth that I've had in my social media audiences. And I'm like, I feel like there's a craving for more value in what I'm what I'm bringing to my audience from a newsletter and email standpoint. And so that was, again, one of those light bulb moments of thinking, okay, I think it's time to kick it up into high gear and do something a lot more meaningful. So there's surely to be some some people in a similar spot as you in terms of their career who might have an email list, they may have a coaching business or perhaps a, you know, a service-based freelancing business or something along those lines. And they've have been leveraging their email list more as a, perhaps a promotional vehicle for yeah. launches and that sort of thing. What would your advice be to them in terms of like having that mindset shift to kind of become more intentional and, and focused with a newsletter? And would you, would you recommend it? Yeah. I mean, I highly recommend it. That That's hands down a no brainer right there. I do think it's important for everyone to consider where they're at mm -hmm. in their, in their business journey, in their growth journey. And I'm not saying don't do email marketing. I mean, email marketing is very important. I've actually just found my way of doing it. That's driven the same or more types of results that I'd want for, for my, my business, but through my newsletter strategy. So it's, it's a lot less of the frequency of, of, promotional related content, but more woven throughout where it feels a lot more synergistic. I'll, yeah. I'll say it like that. But I think it's so important for anyone listening to this to recognize the importance of, of having a newsletter, those emails, because those are people that are really opting into you beyond what they might see on any other platform. This is something that you can nurture and grow. Yeah. Honestly, like I always consider it's like a, a third baby for me. I already have two kids, but my newsletter is really like another baby that I'm like, I just want this to be able to help as many people as possible. So a lot of it does come down to your own mission in your business. When I look at mine, it was always about helping and serving others, whether that was one person, a thousand people, 500,000 people, it didn't really matter. I just knew that with every growth element that was happening, it was allowing me to reach more. And uh, I, I definitely think that newsletter is a really effective long-term strategy, right? Like it's something mm -hmm. that might not grow instantly overnight, but it's that slow build that can have incredible, incredible exponential effect on your business. So you don't want to wait to shift into that strategy. You just need to find your right way of balancing a bit of the email marketing side of it with a newsletter approach that's sustainable and that you can be consistent with. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a, a really good way to put it. Let's shift a little bit into growth because like yeah. you mentioned, you have, you had quite a, a you know, a substantial social media presence and following. And so how are you able to leverage or have that audience become more invested in a newsletter? Because obviously email and newsletters are a, a different beast than, you know, getting a new follower on Instagram or LinkedIn, right? Like there's, there's more at play there. So can you speak to how you've, how you've done that? Like how have you leveraged your audience there and, and brought them into your, your ecosystem, your newsletter ecosystem? 
Yeah. Well, one, I, I, I promote it regularly. So through mm-hmm. content, I'm, I'm constantly talking about my newsletter. I'm very proud of it. And I put a lot of effort into it. And so a little bit contrary to the email marketing approach I used to have, where I'm like, okay, it's great if people come. If they don't, that's fine. Now I'm like, people need to be on my list. Like they are significantly missing out by not reading my Monday newsletter every week, like, and and the Friday one to top them off. Like they need this in their life. And so it's coming from a a big place of conviction that I I want to help more people and, and they deserve to be here. It's, it's even how I position my newsletter of peak performers to be able to position you as the top 1% where you belong. Like those are the words that I use. Like you absolutely belong here and it's free. So, you know, I, I want to make it completely risk-free for people to join and consistently level up in the information that they have. I will be very transparent as well, Dylan. When I was first starting the the newsletter, I was a little bit hesitant Mm -hmm. in the sense that I wanted to create a lot of value in these free newsletters. And I also have my clients. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, am I going to be sharing too much, you know, free value in a newsletter that might actually make my clients feel a certain way. And to my pleasant surprise, I have gotten such incredible feedback from my clients even on my newsletter of how they love it, how it reinforces certain things for them, but that they still see such a place and needed space by having me in their life in the paid programs that they're a part of. Mm -hmm. So that was like the cherry on top of like, okay, clearly if my... Paying clients can benefit. I know that others will eventually be able to move into that space with me. And until that time, I will continue to serve and serve and serve and we'll get them there. Mm-hmm. And we have call to actions regularly in my newsletters that give people those chances to get access to me and my team to help them make those decisions in their next steps. Right. Which uh, very good strategy to have as well. So <laughs> you definitely want to to have the CTAs in included. So I, I'm yeah. curious about, I guess, in terms of your audience, your newsletter, what kind of metrics in terms of, you know, we people talk a lot about open rates. People talk a lot about their, their list size. And these are in some ways becoming more and more vanity metrics. It's different depending on the, I guess, the media business you're building. If you're growing a media business, like a morning brew where you rely on, you know, audience metrics to sell, you know, ads. But for you, what's what's more important to you? What, what what metrics do you see, you know, that go up and to the right that make you smile or know that you're you're doing something that's working? For me, when it comes to my newsletter, it is absolutely open rate and engagement rate. And I can tell you from the moment that we shifted into newsletter strategy, they've both like skyrocketed. Amazing. I mean, we've we've grown my email list and my, my subscribers by over 70% since shifting this strategy, not even just since the beginning of the year, since shifting to newsletter strategy, which wow. we did in the summer. So again, we're November now. So just to give a little bit of context, you know, in a few short months to have that kind of growth of 70% plus in, in subscribers for me is amazing to see. But on top of that, to see the open rate of my newsletters to be close to 50% mm-hmm. compared to prior where my my open rates were much less and the engagement rate where we're seeing you know especially amongst these new subscribers that we're bringing in they are there they are engaged they are reading every email that I'm sending and I I love to see it because again that's always my mission I want to serve 
I want to help them and I can't help them if they don't read what I'm sharing with them. (laughs) And so to be able to see that as a metric that, hey, not only are we getting more people into our ecosystem to be able to support them in that way, but on top of it, I, I can see that it's resonating. Um, and that, that's been really validating and really exciting at the same time. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's, it really is kind of a bit of a bummer when you're, you know, you're sending out all these emails and nobody's clicking on anything or, you know, the, yeah, the open rates happen. are going down, which, which can happen for sure. But it's also a signal that something's not working, that you need to change things yeah. up. So it sounds like you're definitely on the right path when it comes to providing yeah. the value and the content that your, your readers are looking for. So how are you growing the newsletter now? I know we just said, you know, that you know, growth and and subscribers can be a bit of a vanity metric. But yeah. on the flip side, you know, it is important too. You're you're running a business, so it is important to also you know keep the the numbers going up. So what are you doing right now that's been working for you in terms of growing your newsletter? I mean, definitely working with Sparkloop has been a big shift in my strategy. For context, I've grown my business from day one like a hundred percent organically. I don't do paid ads. I did a small test of that for like a a week earlier this year, (laughs) and I wasn't so crazy about the results I was getting. I probably haven't cracked that code enough, but we'll get there a different day. Were those like meta Facebook ads, that kind of thing? Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It was around the timing of a launch I was doing back in the summer. I said, you know what? Let me try layering this on in addition to the organic lead up that I would have typically done. But it was a good learning. I don't Mm -hmm. regret doing it. I think it's something that I can definitely take and run with moving forward. But I'm very cognizant of where I invest my dollars as a business owner. And I think for me, you know, partnering with Sparkloop and the idea that this was coming with like creators supporting creators and being able to actually bring additional value to my audience and vice versa was like music to my ears because that is not shoving things down someone's throat. It is, hey, saying, look, I actually really like this. I think you're going to benefit from this. And it's very complimentary to the information you're getting from me. And having others do that same thing vis-a-vis my newsletter, that's brought in some incredible, incredible new members into our community. You know, I remember in the first month that I started with this, we already got our first client from our new subscribers that had come in, which had paid in and of itself for the investment that I was putting into this. So I'm like, okay, this is exciting. I didn't think that was going to happen so quickly. And that wasn't even necessarily the initial intention. I really wanted to really foster that community, like I mentioned earlier. But that was a big thing for me of kind of stepping out of my own comfort zone, Mm -hmm. giving it a shot, and in a way that felt very genuine about building communities across topics, across subject matter, across areas of expertise. And I think that's why I've seen such an incredible engagement from the uptick in subscribers that we've had, because they know what they're getting when they land on my page, when they land on my newsletters, they've, they've opted in to get it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I much prefer that strategy. And it's, it's a big, been a really, really amazing proponent in the growth that we've seen in the last few months. That, that's amazing. And great to hear on our end as well. And just for context, are we, we're talking about running a partner program uh, with Sparkloop and also like paid recommendations as well? 
Yeah, I started I started the paid recommendations a little bit later into it. So mm. at first it was more of the partner program. And then I was I said, you know what, let's let's add that layer on as well and right. kind of get the the best of both worlds in that. So I'm I'm earning uh dollars, but I'm also, you know, forking up some investment. Mm-hmm. But it's something that for me, for the the cost that's implicated in that, for the quality that that is coming in, it's so worth it. Yeah. And you know, with the quality control that you can have with a a partner yeah. program, not to, you know, talk all about that, but it, it really is a, a pretty safe, for lack of a better term, investment where exactly. you can manage a lot of the aspects of what you pay for. So that's great to hear. So we just, you mentioned dollars just recently, and I'm, I'm curious, your your newsletter is, it's not a necessarily a media business where you're running ads and, and earning revenue that way, but how, how does your newsletter make you? I know you touched on this a bit, but how, how does it make you money? So part of it is through paid recommendations mm-hmm. and, you know, referring other newsletters and mm-hmm. getting funds from that. So that's part one. Part two, I would say, are clients that I'm getting through my newsletter, ones that have been following it for a while, reach out to me, book calls with my team and I, join my free events and then end up converting into my programs. Mm-hmm. And I also have definitely strategies in mind as we go into next year of how I can even further monetize the newsletter just in the nature of the business that I'm doing of partnering with certain organizations who might want access to my community of incredible talent and incredible professionals to be able to recruit them. So there's definitely a few different balls in the air of, of what I'd like that to be. And, and again, kind of walking before I run because I'm very protective of my community. But those are definitely a few key ways that have been bringing some addi- additional revenue into the business beyond my programs and some other sources that I have that drive that volume. I know we just touched on revenue and we were talking about growth, but I forgot to ask you, yeah. is there anything that you've tried on the growth side that you thought was going to work really well? Even the, really, it's to revenue as well. Uh, something that was going to drive some business for you. Something that you thought would work really well, but then totally flopped. Or perhaps vice versa, something that you didn't think would work, but uh, was a resounding success. For me, I, I think what I'm coming to realize is the nature of my business is not promotional. <laughs> Let me explain. Yeah, yeah please. Um, yes. You know, I think when it comes even to moments like now, like Black Friday, promotional moments in the year. I will say, you know, career coaching, career guidance, career expertise, workplace expertise, not necessarily an impulse decision type of purchase, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm, I'm very cognizant of that where I need to do what's, what's right for me and my, my community and my clients and be able to find the right approach that's going to grow both in short term and and mid and long term. And so that's something that I initially wanted to work thinking, hey, maybe we'll try a certain promotional element or we'll integrate this because it's a great offer that I've never offered before. And it didn't really get the traction that I hoped for. Mm -hmm. But the way I see it, I'm like, okay, I think that's just validation of what I knew deep down that I was trying to resist, that that's probably not what my audience is looking for. You know, for them, they just need to feel in their gut, in their heart, that this is what they need in their life. And that's my my mission in my newsletter. That's my mission in my business to convey this in a way that makes it a no-brainer decision. You know, contrarily to, you know, other areas that have been wildly successful for for me this year. Uh, in fact, we officially became a seven-figure business this year, which oh, is very exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So these were kind of some compounding effects of really intentional shifts in the business model, 
in some of the strategies like integrating our newsletter and also having refined approaches in the way that I, I bring my products to the market. And that's been really successful, just taking all different best practices and learnings that I've gained, Mm -hmm. even in this past year alone, and really optimizing it and optimizing it and optimizing it (laughs) and and, and positioning it very, very differently than my peers in my space. That's great. Do you solicit any feedback from your readers? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm I'm a huge advocate of feedback, Dylan. (laughs) I can tell you. Uh, ask anyone. I'm like, give me feedback. So yes. I actually, in my inner circle newsletter that goes out every Friday, the top little blurb that I've got there is constantly saying, hey, if you'd like me to cover any topics up and coming or anything that I can further offer to serve uh, my community, please let me know. And we've gotten some great responses from that. I always prompt responses for anyone joining my newsletter and their welcome email. I want to know what do they want to know from me? What do they need help on? So there's a very clear question in that intro message that they get from me. And I've gotten tons of responses from that. It's been so eye-opening and it lets me connect with my, my people Mm -hmm. right off the bat, instead of just having them come in and I don't know who they are. This allows me to actually start a conversation and, you know, be able to see where they're at and how I can take it to a next step with them. Talking just about the newsletter, the actual newsletter itself and everything you, you, you package in there. Do you have a kind of a content strategy or how do you, how do you come up with ideas and and content for it when you're now, you know, publishing twice a week? You did mention some soliciting some feedback from, from readers. So I'm sure that they provide you with a little bit of direction there, but what's your general, you know, creation, curation process? What does that look like? Yeah. So I definitely listen to my community. So mm-hmm. I, I look at those responses via that welcome email all the time. I kind of have like a running list of topics. I'm like, okay, great. These are all ones I'm going to want to cover at one point. But I also make sure that the topic that I choose for that given week for my Monday Peak Performers newsletter is one that's also relevant with kind of the bigger vision of the business that given week or that given month. And so I have a lot of creative inspiration all the time. I've been doing content for over three years and I post very regularly across multiple (laughs) platforms. So I'm kind of already in that groove of not struggling for ideation. But for me, when it comes to newsletters, I want to make sure I'm picking the topics that one, I can really speak about in depth. I don't want to just have a a two-liner and call it a day. Like I want to really dive. And so the topics I choose are ones that do have that breadth to offer. And then when I look at the Friday newsletter, we keep that one a little lighter, a little shorter, Mm -hmm. and more with, yes, an intro blurb around a certain theme. And then the balance of that newsletter are inspirations that I found throughout the week that echo that theme. So for instance, the one that just went out this morning was all around empathy and the importance of empathy in the workplace. And then we paired inspirations from other creators, other thought leaders. And I love sharing other people's content in my newsletters and pay it forward to them as well. So that's a great way of just kind of alleviating all of that pressure on my shoulders to write another complete newsletter. We write a little bit and then it's more of, hey, and check out these other resources I also celebrate my community and my clients in that newsletter to show what's possible for, for people who actually take that that leap and, and choose to work with me as their coach. That's great. I, I'm wondering, we're, we're nearing the end, I can't believe it already, of 2023, <laughs> right? Yeah, like crazy. Al- the year is almost over. I can't believe it. And I'm really curious, what does 2024 look like for peak performers as a newsletter? And for you, like, how will you 
at this time next year, how will you be like, yep, this year was a success. What will make 2024 a success for you? And how will you, how will you achieve it? Oh yeah. For me, I want to grow peak performers to be like the best in class career acceleration and workplace expertise newsletter on the market. I'm very committed to that mission. I already believe it's best in class and we just need more people to discover it because I've done a lot of research on newsletters beforehand and seeing what is the angle I want to take mm-hmm. while also tapping into the strengths that I bring in in the, the angles of content that I, I bring forward. So I'm really confident in that mission. For me, I'd love from a number standpoint to see it reach over 100,000 subscribers within the next year, maybe more. Hey, we got to keep shooting for the stars. So I always try to give myself pretty big goals and I end up hitting them typically. So I want to really aim high. I also see an amazing opportunity of, like I said, monetizing the newsletter, not necessarily from my subscribers, although it's something that might end up happening at one point. I'm not there yet. I don't want to make that shift yet. But from actual sponsors of the newsletter. And this is something that I was mentioning earlier that I would love to really able to work with organizations and Mm -hmm. have them put exclusive uh, job postings or opportunities within my community because we're already fostering and nurturing an incredible community of talent. So this is something that's really fun to think about of what that can look like also in line with the way I'm growing my business and my products for next year. We have some amazing new products coming into the mix. So I always try to make sure it's very synergistic there. Mm-hmm. But for me, there's definitely like the the growth of numbers, but more around what that's going to implicate for the business needs as well. And I, th- I see a really kind of a, a direct line between the audience you're serving and people who want to reach that audience, like you mentioned, right? So I think I think there's a huge opportunity there for you to to leverage that in a way that benefits everyone. So there's a win-win-win for yourself, for the the people who would sponsor your newsletter, and for you know these people are trying to accelerate their careers and grow. These are eager people who have demonstrated the desire to learn and to and to be better. So there's a lot of businesses who probably would want to you know get in front of those people. So I think you have a great opportunity there for your newsletter to monetize in another way. So I think that's awesome. I think it's a really, that could be a really, really fruitful strategy. We might have to have you on in a year's time to see, see how that's come along as well. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to just think really creatively and not limit myself of what's possible. I've already seen, you know, how much this can grow in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting because now it's like, all right, what's next? What can we continue to do? Um, because I'm I'm so committed to this newsletter. I'm so excited about it. It makes me happy when I'm writing it. It makes me happy when I see people responding to it and sending how much it's helped them or that I, I get even people sending me like screen grabs of them having printed out my newsletter <laughs> and referring to it. I'm oh, like, amazing. okay, I think we're onto something here. If they're, you know, taking it to that next level of seriousness. So yeah, I I don't have a magic crystal ball of what it's going to be, but I know that I need to be the driver in making that happen. And I'm really committed to that growth. Awesome. And I think it'd be a mistake not to ask you, since you are, you know, building this business and you've been doing a great job at it, how much time do you put into your newsletter every week? Like there's got to be, you know, a decent amount of of time and effort that's put in. And how do you balance that with everything else you do? It's a great, a great question. It was an adjustment at the beginning yeah. because like I said, I, I, I'm not a natural writer, but it's something that I wanted to become better at and better at. And then the more that I, I, I worked through it. So 
at the beginning, it probably took me a little bit longer than I'd like, Mm -hmm. but now it's become a lot faster. I mean, my peak performers newsletter, the one that goes out every Monday, I'm spending maybe at most like a two to three hour timeframe drafting it out, perfecting it ready to rock and roll. The Friday Inner Circle newsletter, much faster because mm. I'm constantly just looking for inspirations throughout the week and then I'm kind of tagging them. And so I typically write that on the Thursday. It goes out every Friday morning. Yep. I carve out maybe an hour, an hour, an hour and a half max for that just to make sure it's edited properly and I'm compiling all the assets that I want to share and tag. So on average, Dylan, I'd say maybe like four hours a week on my newsletters. And I'm even envisioning possibly bringing in a Wednesday edition at one point. That'll be very complimentary to the Monday and Friday. But again, walk before I run. (laughs) But this one would be very distinct to one of the new products that I'm offering for next year. That's a bit of a different focus area. So we'll see. I think that would be a really fun one to add in as well if we're able to do it Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a few hours a week i I try to be very cognizant of my time management Mm -hmm. but i know that it's something that i i really value and that my community values so i i don't want to part of the language half-ass it it's really about giving it the time and energy it deserves and is there at any point where you would look to hire out some like help for your newsletter in terms of maybe not necessarily the writing but the management of it possibly yeah Either which way, we'll still be very actively involved and mm-hmm. make oh, sure, sure that the vision, the strategy, the topics are what they need to be. Yeah. For now, I'm having a lot of fun, like actually doing it on my end. But you're right. It might come to that moment where seeking out that additional support will be needed. And uh, I guess I'll tackle that when that time yeah. comes. I always joke with my husband, you know, create the problem and then deal with it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I just got to keep going and pushing and, and building this and let me create that problem and then... Yeah, I will seek out the help to to support in that, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, that would be for sure. Well, I, when you mentioned the the Wednesday edition, that made me think like, oh, there might be an opportunity for you know delegate a little bit of, of work here um, in terms of some some aspects of it. But and what I found some other people do as well, or I've heard, is getting support with sponsors and that sort of thing. Or if yes. you once you start getting into that, because that can be something that's done more behind the scenes, doesn't exactly. necessarily have to have your you know, your, your voice to it, like your newsletter might. So exactly. And I have a a member that I work with on my team who's amazing with business development. Mm. So we've already kind of been discussing and planting seeds, both for one of the new products we're bringing in, but also how that can tie into the newsletter approach. So you're, you're very right. That's probably an area where I'll, I'll seek out that additional support more on the back end of things so that I can really stay focused on the front end. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you. I think we're over half an hour now chatting all things newsletters. And I'd like to know if there's anything that you think I should have asked you about newsletters or running a newsletter that I haven't asked you that you'd like to, that you'd like to share. I would simply add, be really clear on your mission with your newsletter Mm. because it is a time commitment. And it is an investment in in your time and energy overall. So you want to make sure it's something that, number one, you can be consistent with, but number two, that you're actually excited about. If you're thinking of a topic, you're like, ah, can I really write about that every week? It's probably not the right topic. For me, I'm just like so passionate about what I share in my newsletter that I could scream it from the rooftops. People who know me, they're like, okay, yeah, we know you love what you do, Tim. We know you love what you do because we can see it on your face. We see it in the passion that you have. But I think that's important because your your audience, your community is going to feel that on the other end of what they're reading. And Mm -hmm. so make sure that you're 
having that that thoughtful process with yourself and be able to commit to that because you owe it to your your subscribers. You owe it to your community on the other end to show up for them if they're mm-hmm. showing up for you. So that, that's just the last two cents I would share. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And they'll feel it on the other end, flip side, if you're not feeling it and that energy and that enthusiasm oh, yeah. isn't there, they'll feel it, they'll sense it, and then you'll see it in the the analytics and the metrics that <laughs> they are feeling Exactly, that way. exactly. If you're going to do it, do it and do it well. Yes, yes, 100%. Don't half-ass it as to quote you. <laughs> <laughs> quote from from the episode. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Tiffany, it's been so great having you here. You shared so many great nuggets here and I want you to share where people can find you and subscribe to Peak Performers and all that stuff. So please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks so much, Dylan, for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Where people could find me? I mean, a little bit all over. So uh, definitely subscribe to my Peak Performers newsletter. It is also housed on ConvertKit, mm-hmm. and I can share the link as well so you have easy access to that. Again, you'll get my newsletters twice a week to really help you up-level in your career. Some great insights there. Feel free to check out my website, www.tiffanyuman.com, if you want to learn a little bit more about me and what I do and how I can support you or people that you know who are maybe struggling or needing a little bit of that extra help in navigating their career. Uh, You could email me at tiffanyuman at tiffanyuman.com and for sure connect with me on social, Instagram or TikTok. My handle is at tiffany.human or LinkedIn. Search Tiffany Human and you'll easily find me. I'm the only one. Great. We'll share all those links and everything in the show notes here for everyone to check out. Tiffany, it's been awesome. All the best luck in 2024. Maybe we'll have to have you back on in about a year's time. I'd love that. Thanks again. Speak soon. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Send and Grow podcast. If you like what you heard, here are three quick ways that you can show your support. Number one, leave us a five-star rating and review in the podcast app of your choice. Number two, email or DM me with some feedback with your questions or with suggestions for future episodes. And finally, number three, share your favorite quote from the episode on social media and tag both me and our guest. All of the links for that are available in the show notes. And whatever option you choose, I am really grateful for your support. Thanks and see you next week.